welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is called The Peppermint Predicament, a spellbinder story. Written for you by Molly Murphy, writer, producer, and composer for Dork Tales Storytime. For more information about Molly and her work, tune in at the end of the episode. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and get every episode ad-free and a week early, Subscribe to our Wondery Plus Kids feed on iTunes or your Apple Podcast app. We have Stories Podcast merch available at storiespodcast.com shop, including a new Mick Munter design featuring Mick, Bigfoot, and Nessie. Check it out! We're also on Cameo for all of your personalized video message needs, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Stories Podcast. If you send us a drawing of your favorite scene or character, we'll share it on our feed. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Hey, grown-ups. On the Nintendo Switch system, there's so many worlds you can explore. Like Hyrule, where I can fight enemies and save the kingdom with Link. <laughs> that sounds adventurous. Or my very own island in Animal Crossing New Horizons, where I can fish whenever I want. Whoa, look at the size of that thing. You can find even more worlds to explore on the Nintendo Switch system. Games rated E to E10+. Games and systems sold separately. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. The Peppermint Predicament, a Spellbinder Story Alice would have snoozed her alarm and gone right back to sleep if it wasn't for the strong smell of candy that appeared in her bedroom overnight. She willed herself to ignore it and write it off as a fluke. This didn't have to be another odd occurrence to investigate, or a clue that something strange was afoot. She squeezed her eyes shut and rolled over on her side, assuming a classic fall back asleep and ignore the real world problem. Once I wake up again later, she thought to herself, the smell will have disappeared and I can enjoy my peaceful Saturday. But alas, she was a trained spellbinder. And one of the first rules from the spellbinder code is that you should never ignore something as mysterious as the smell of candy when waking up. Finally resigned to her fate, Alice sat up in her bed and squinted in the fresh new light coming from her window. She inhaled deeply, trying to understand how this could even be possible. There was her regular dream where she took anything she wanted from her local candy store without paying a dime. That possibility was ruled out quickly as she stumbled out of bed, immediately stubbing her toe on her desk chair. Ugh, definitely not my candy store dream. What a shame she mumbled to herself, pulling jeans and a sweatshirt from her closet and tossing them on her unmade bed. After quickly changing, she started a more in-depth search. She turned over every item in her room, in her drawers, on her desk, and even in the laundry basket. Then she began crawling across the floor, looking in every crevice and corner until she found herself lying on her stomach half under the bed. This wasn't exactly how Alice imagined spending her Saturday off, hanging out on the ground with dust bunnies and a stray sock. Alice took another whiff to see if the candy smell was stronger under the bed and inhaled so much dust she began to cough. Before even hearing a word from the cat, Alice knew she had arrived. And at the exact moment, Alice was doing something embarrassing. Classic Octavia. You can smell it too? Alice asked the cat from under the bed after her coughing subsided. Why are you under the bed? Octavia replied. 
Oh, you know, I just never hang out down here. Thought it would be a blast, Alice returned. She could hear Octavia snicker under her purr. Ah, is all the cat said in reply. Octavia, I'm obviously looking for where that candy smell is coming from. Now will you please come help me? You can get under the furniture much easier than I can. Oh, you seem to be doing just fine without me, Alice. Alice rolled her eyes. I saw that, the cat said in reply. No one warned Alice about how often she would trip, fall, and even willingly crawl around on the floor as a spellbinder. When Octavia recruited her, all she said was that they would be collecting unusual magical items that were born from powerful stories, like Little Red Riding Hood's hood and the infamous poison apple. Then they would return them to the Ever After warehouse, where their magic would continue to grow and shape the world. Easy peasy, no sweat, totally normal run-of-the-mill stuff. Alice couldn't help but smile to herself as she heard her talking cat companion coming closer to where she lay under the bed. Yep, she thought, totally normal. Find anything? Octavia asked. Yep, I actually found the source of the magical candy smell. Oh, really? Octavia replied, not fooled in the slightest. I did. And you're still under the bed because... Turns out it is pretty nice down here. Thought I'd hang out for a while. Alice? Yes, Octavia? Would you like to come out from under the bed and hear what I've actually discovered about this candy smell? Yep, that sounds like a plan. Alice awkwardly slid out from under the bed and stood up, coughing again at the dust that had collected on her clothes. So, what's the deal? Well, it seems there is a strange candy smell. You're joking, right? You must be joking. Alice stared at Octavia in shock. The cat grinned. Oh, right. I did stop at Ever After for a book, and they have a few suspicions. Tell me more, Alice said excitedly. She briefly wondered how the cat was able to bring a large book to her house all the way from Ever After, but shook her head. Some mysteries she'd never solve, and most of those had to do with the very cat that quickly leapt from her bed to the windowsill. Let's walk and talk. We have a lot of ground to cover. And with that, Octavia disappeared out the window. Alice met with the cat outside and got caught up. Apparently, the spellbinders had heard news of an item on the loose, born from an old story. It was a small peppermint candy that fell from a very powerful house made of gingerbread. Like Hansel and Gretel? Alice asked excitedly. Octavia stepped to the side to reveal a book lying on the ground. It was indeed an old, worn copy of Hansel and Gretel, the name scrawled in gold on the spine. Alice picked up the book and put it into her backpack. Once they found the peppermint, they would drop it into the book to return it to Ever After. But that brought up the real challenge ahead. How are we supposed to find a single magical peppermint candy? Is it actually enormous or something? Unfortunately, no, Alice. The spellbinders in Ever After suspect it's just a little piece of candy. But we think we actually may have a lead. Grab your bike. The two walked into the garage beside Alice's home and mounted up on her bike. Octavia sat comfortably in Alice's slightly open backpack, peeking over her shoulder and offering her directions as Alice pedaled through and then beyond her neighborhood. They were only riding for a short time, 
before finding their way into a wooded area on the outskirts of town. As soon as they arrived, Alice could feel the air change, growing thicker and more sickly and sweet-smelling than before. Something's definitely going on over here, Alice muttered to the cat. There were fewer and fewer houses as the pair rode along, and the ones that did appear were half-hidden behind tall trees. Though it was far too early in the winter season, Alice could have sworn she felt the characteristic chill of snow gathering in the atmosphere. Octavia instructed Alice to lock her bike up next to the opening of a path that led them away from the street and deeper into the woods. This path is regularly used by the folks that live here, so it's not unusual that there would be some activity. However, this is quite unusual. Octavia padded quietly forward a few minutes. Octavia, how do you get so much done? Do you ever sleep? Alice said mostly to herself as she watched Octavia bounce in the brush. She could feel the cat's laugh in reply, resonating like a low purr. After a short, brisk walk, Alice finally noticed it. A small, unwrapped butterscotch candy. It was half buried in the dirt, but the smell was still palpable and magical. But this is not a peppermint, Alice said, leaning down to examine it more closely. No, but we think it is the start of a pretty solid trail to the candy in question. What makes you say that? Because, Alice, it's the start of a candy trail. Look, Alice was confused by Octavia's words at first, until she looked just beyond the butterscotch candy. A few feet away, she saw what looked like a jelly bean, and walking just a bit further, she found half of a gumdrop. After examining the candy for a moment, Alice looked over at Octavia. Well, I guess we follow the candy. On the hunt, the two spellbinders found a new piece of candy every few feet. Alice wasn't sure if the candy trail was there to help someone find their way back out of the woods, or so curious people and cats could find their way to some mysterious destination. There were cottages scattered throughout the woods, a few with chicken coops, one with lots of tinkling wind chimes, and one with long, pointy-hat-wearing garden gnomes placed lovingly throughout an overgrown yard. Their walk was surprisingly peaceful, and Alice settled into the comfort of the scene around her. That's when she heard a small voice coming from somewhere near her feet. Psst! Alice looked around, confused for a moment, thinking that she was hearing things. She decided to ignore the sound, continuing along after Octavia. Nothing extra strange is going on. Just a candy trail through the woods, Alice thought to herself. A calm, easy mission, with nothing exceptional to worry. One quick tug on the cuff of her jeans interrupted her thoughts. She sighed and decided she might as well look down. Alice was shocked to find a garden gnome staring up at her, a worried expression on his face. He had a tall yellow hat on his head and wore a deep forest green shirt under simple overalls. Psst, come closer, the garden gnome whispered again. I, are, are you talking to me right now? How are you still surprised by these things? Octavia asked, sounding genuinely curious. She had circled back at the sight of the gnome and sat politely in front of him, listening intently. You know what? You're right, Alice replied. And then she turned her attention back to the gnome. 
He once again beckoned her to squat lower, and she did, low enough so they could be face to face. Listen, the kids you're looking for. Kids, plural? Octavia asked. Yep, they went that away, the gnome whispered. But you do not want to go that away. But we have to find them. We think they have something very powerful, Alice said, slightly dismayed. Why wouldn't we go this way? Whatever they have, it's not as powerful as the Witch of the Wood. The Witch of the Wood? There's a witch? How do you think there's enough magic in these parts for me to come to life? Alice and Octavia looked at one another. In their line of work, this was a very fair point. Listen, the Witch of the Wood has built a very tempting gingerbread hut to draw in lost kids. Do you know why? For dark and scary deeds, of course, mischief, sorcery, the gnome exclaimed, and then he immediately looked around nervously. Shh, she'll hear us. Octavia and Alice shared a glance when, behind them, another voice piped up. Oh, Georgie, don't go scaring these folks. She's not out to lure kids or do dark and scary deeds. Another gnome appeared to have followed them, this one with a tall red hat. That's right, Lorna. She's just a lost soul, poor thing. A third gnome manifested out of seemingly nowhere, this one with a bright blue cap. Lorna nodded sympathetically at this third gnome's proclamation. Then she turned to look at Alice and Octavia again. Georgie has a pretty active imagination, she said. Thinks everyone's always out to get him. You don't know that they aren't. Georgie looked around suspiciously. You never know what's around the corner, Lorna. You hear that, Sal? Lorna said with a friendly smile. Just our pal Georgie, being Georgie, said the gnome in the bright blue hat. Lorna spoke up once again. Now listen, we think those kids weren't lured by the witch for anything bad. She just, well, you know, she wants some company. Sal chimed in. Don't we all? A bit of a twist from the original story, Octavia muttered. The story we heard in our yard over there is that there was a lady who was living far, far away from family and friends, and sometimes she feels sad and alone during the cold months of winter. So she goes to work to make strange and dangerous magic in the wood, Georgie blurted out. Then, just as quickly, he added, Shh, not so loud. She's going to find me. Sal chuckled. Oh, Georgie. Anywho, she lives out here, and I think sometimes folks might forget about her. We all get so busy, I suppose. Oh, no, Alice said. She couldn't imagine having to spend all winter alone. Then she started thinking about the artifacts that she and Octavia had collected so far. So much of their magic wants to protect, but it quickly grows too powerful and out of hand, which means... Octavia seemed to be piecing things together as well. So perhaps the power of our missing candy is about making sure no one will ever lose their way, and it tries to draw people to one another so no one has to be alone. That's right, Alice. And it's somehow gotten out of hand, creating something so tempting that the Witch of the Wood will never have to experience being alone again. The gingerbread house, Alice exclaimed loudly. Hush! Not so loud. She will be summoned. Georgie skittered behind Sal, trying to line up precisely behind him so his tall hat would be hidden. Well, uh, we hope you two find the Witch of the Wood and get her out of that candy hut. 
Sal beamed up at them, completely unbothered by Georgie. Yes, tell her hello from us, Lorna said. Not me, Georgie added, disrupting his already questionable camouflage. We will indeed. Thank you so much for your help. Octavia lifted a paw, which Sal took and shook enthusiastically. It was the only time Alice ever saw the cat nearly lose her balance. With that, Alice and Octavia parted ways, leaving the gnomes chatting amongst themselves about the many snails stopping by their garden these days. The pieces of candy were getting more spread out than before, and Alice started to grow concerned. How would they know which way to go if the candy trail ran out? They could try following the smell alone, but it was strong enough now that the gingerbread house could be in any direction. Eventually, Alice's fears were confirmed. The candy trail completely disappeared, leaving them lost in the deepest part of the woods. Except, Octavia was mumbling to herself, using her paws to dig into the dirt for any sign of an M&M, licorice, or chocolate-covered marshmallow. What are we supposed to do now? Um, Octavia? Follow the candy trail, they said, and you'll find the peppermint. Easy peasy, they said. That's what they always say, and it's never easy, is it? Octavia, just once can the trail not mysteriously run out, or not be protected by gargoyles who are bad at riddles, or not be interrupted by a bell ringing for lunch at a high school, and I swear if we have to endure more rhyming. Octavia, look! Alice scooped up the cat and held her in the direction of the snow. Beautiful, pure white snow lay before them, just to the right of where they found the last piece of candy. Where they stood, there was not a trace of snow on the ground, but ahead, it was a winter wonderland, with icicles shining in the trees. Oh, all right then. Octavia started pawing the air, a request to be returned to the ground. Alice plopped her down gently and grinned. Guess what is really easy to see in fresh snow, Octavia? Alice began walking forward to the threshold where the dark mossy ground became suddenly frosty. Tracks! Octavia was next to her, also looking at the fresh footprints ahead. Easy peasy after all. Alice walked ahead confidently. Hmm, a spellbinder should never assume, Octavia objected but followed happily anyhow. The temperature dropped significantly where they walked. The air here was thick like frosting, and their teeth chattered with the cold. To Alice's relief, their travel came to a close as a wintry-looking clearing opened up ahead of them. They could see a small hut with trails of smoke puffing out of the chimney. Even from this distance, Alice could tell that the house was made of gingerbread. The roof shingles looked like licorice, and the door hinges were green sour straws. Alice squinted at the house, looking over every inch for anything that might resemble a peppermint. I don't see it, Alice whispered to Octavia. Neither do I. But they did say it was small. Maybe we'll find it if we get closer. What is it you're hoping to find, little cat? A strange voice said from the shadows of the trees. Alice whipped around quickly to spot where the voice was coming from and saw yellow eyes in the shadow of a tree. A small, looming figure began to emerge and came into full view. She wore a long, dark wool coat that hung all the way down to her pointy-toed boots. She had impossibly long hair and bright yellow eyes. 
Um, hello, Alice said, nervously clearing her throat. We're here to help. You're just here to take a bite off my house, she snapped. No, really. Um, we wanted to come here to meet you and keep you company. And that's what they've all said. And I thought it was true at first, but then I found them all out. You found them out? Octavia asked, also sounding a little bit nervous. I thought my candy house would be the talk of the town and me along with it. But then they all just wanted the gingerbread. So I'm going to tell you what I told all those busybodies. I'd rather be alone after all. No, but we really want to help. Please don't send us away, too. The towering figure backed Alice and Octavia into the middle of the clearing. Alice was looking around for anything that might help or any ideas of how to convince the Witch of the Wood that they were here to help her. But the only thing around her was the house and, well, a bunch of snow. Listen, we will leave you alone again. We just need one tiny piece of candy before we go. But we swear it's for your own good. I knew you were here for the candy, the Witch of the Woods snarled. She seemed to suddenly grow taller, and snow lifted from the ground around her. Alice decided it was time to be clever and think of something, anything, that might get her and Octavia that candy, and help the witch in the process. Let's, um, let's have a snowball fight. What? what? Octavia and the witch said in unison. Alice was grasping at straws, but if the witch was lonely, maybe having fun with some new friends was a good antidote until they could snag and bag the peppermint. Yes, she thought, this just might work. Yeah, um, we make some snowballs and the first one of us to get the other with a snowball wins. And if you win, we'll leave you alone. But if we win, we get to take the peppermint we're seeking. She could sense Octavia's confused look. When I hit you with a snowball, you'll leave? The witch replied thoughtfully. Alice could see the magic of swirling snow gathering again and nodded nervously. Snowballs were already forming at the witch's feet. I, uh, I guess that's a yes then, <laughs> she said as she laughed nervously. You have just a few minutes before we begin. Then you will leave and get out of my hair. The witch unleashed a fairly terrible smile, which got Alice working to make her snowballs quite quickly. A snowball fight? Octavia had padded over and was batting at the snow uselessly. Well, do you have any better ideas? Alice's hands were starting to freeze, but she kept at it, forming snow together as quickly as possible. Alice, where did she go? Alice looked up and realized the witch had disappeared. Uh, probably taking cover, which we might want to consider as well. Come on. Alice piled snowballs in her arms and ran. Just as she dove behind a large tree trunk, she felt a cold wind whoosh by her ear. I guess we've begun, Octavia proclaimed. Why don't I try to distract her? I'm quite fast. Great idea. Go, go, go! Octavia leapt from behind the tree and began bobbing and weaving wildly. Alice couldn't help but laugh as the cat bounded through the snowdrifts. Anytime now, Alice, Octavia called. Through laughter, Alice shouted. You seem to be doing just fine without me, Octavia. Ha ha, very funny. Alice certainly thought so. 
but she decided that it might be time to assist. She watched as another flying snowball whizzed right above Octavia's back. Alice lobbed her own snowball in the direction she thought the witch might be hiding, but she could tell it didn't land. Aim better, please, Octavia said, but Alice could hear the amusement in her voice. And she heard another sound, the sound of laughter from where the witch was hiding. Was she having fun? Alice's smile grew the widest it had ever been. The three of them threw, leapt, ran, and dodged until they were all panting and Alice's hands were fully numb. There were some acrobatic jumps from Octavia when she darted up a tree, dove off a low branch, and rolled out of the way of a snowball. There were fastball pitches from Alice, thrown with so much force she knocked a Twizzler clean off the witch's house. There were also some exceptional fakeouts from the witch, who seemed to magically appear in new hiding spots after each toss. Alice could have played in the snow with them forever, but she knew she needed to get that peppermint back to the spellbinders. So she found a key moment to lock eyes with Octavia, and a silent strategy passed between them. Octavia feigned running to the left, pulling the witch out of her crouching position with a snowball at the ready. As she lobbed the ball, Octavia turned and ran in the opposite direction faster than Alice had ever seen her run before. While the witch was distracted and confused, Alice came out from behind her tree on the right and threw one last snowball. It seemed to be suspended in the air while everyone held their breaths in anticipation. Finally, the snowball made its landing squarely on the witch's shoulder, bursting into icy powder. Alice, Octavia, and the witch laughed at the events of their epic match, but Alice could see the reality of the last pitch dawning on the witch's face. She suddenly stopped laughing and turned away in anger. Fine, take the candy and go, the witch said, her smile completely disappearing. I promise, everything will be better once we find this... Aha! Alice spotted the circular window above the door, which was formed with panes of red and white sugar that looked like stained glass. Mounted in the center was a very small, round peppermint that glowed with magic. She pulled out her copy of Hansel and Gretel and opened it, and it glowed in response to the peppermint in the window. She helped Octavia up onto her shoulders, and the cat climbed even further up onto Alice's head. Alice stood on her tippy-toes so the cat could bat the peppermint directly into the book. As it fell through the glowing pages, Alice slammed the book shut so it would safely return to the Ever After warehouse. As soon as the peppermint was gone, the candy smell vanished. A heavy gust of wind blew around Alice, Octavia, and the witch, knocking them off their feet and into the snow. Ice and wind and sugar swirled in the air before everything became still and silent. Alice could feel the air warming up, and the snow beneath her knees began to melt. She got to her feet, scooping up Octavia into her arms, and looked around for the witch. Instead, she saw a woman taking in the slowly melting snow and crumbling gingerbread. The house was now a very normal, cozy-looking cottage. The woman was older than Alice. The woman was older than Alice, but younger than Alice's parents, it seemed. A sort of in-between adult. Her long, dark coat came to her knees and looked like typical winter wear. Her boots were far less pointy. She shook the snow from her hair as she got her bearings, and finally, after long pauses of silence, 
she met the gaze of Alice and her cat. Uh, what's going on? Octavia and Alice took the time to explain what happened, while helping her clean the cookies and candy that had fallen in her yard. They learned her name was Emma Woods, and she worked at a flower shop. She was very kind. She had expected a visit from her siblings and her nieces and nephews over the winter, but they'd had to cancel the trip. After a year away from family and friends, it was hard to accept that it would be even longer until she could be with them. She had been baking and bought lots of candy and treats in preparation for their visit. It seemed that the spellbinder's peppermint found its way into her shopping bags, and the rest is history. Who knew that feeling lonely could create all this? Stories and the feelings that come from them are really powerful, and you happen to have a little magical assistance. I'm sorry that you've been feeling lonely, but now that we're here, what can we do to help? Octavia, Alice, thank you again for finding me, Emma said. It's been a strange week, that's for sure, and you've already helped me. I'm really glad that we met. Can you stay for tea? I can bake some of my chocolate chip cookies. They're nothing too special, but I'd love to make them for you to show you my thanks. Tea would be wonderful, but could we save your cookies for later? Alice looked down sheepishly. I'm sure they're delicious, but after smelling sweets all day, I'm not sure I can eat a cookie just yet. Emma laughed. I completely understand. How about I order us a pizza? Now we're talking, Alice smiled. Anchovies on the side for me, please, Octavia chimed in. The three of them settled in around Emma's wooden table. Alice and Emma sipped on warm herbal tea, listening as Octavia regaled them with the story of their day. From discovering Alice laying underneath her bed to meeting Georgie, the overly cautious and very dramatic garden gnome. Emma told the rest of her tale, too, about her lonely feelings that baked the gingerbread home into being and her dashed wishes for a warm, friend- and family-filled season that turned into such strange magic. They laughed and talked, melting the snow away through their moment of companionship. Who needs an enchanted peppermint candy, Alice thought, when you can make friends who are this magical all on their own? The End Today's story, The Peppermint Predicament, a Spellbinder's Story, was an original story written for you by Molly Murphy, writer, producer, and composer for Dork Tales Storytime. Dork Tales is a family podcast by a team of creators who believe stories have the power to help kids discover their creativity, curiosity, and what makes them inherently remarkable. Join hosts Jonathan and Mr. Reg as they bring slightly wacky and very geeky retellings of favorite fairy tales and untold stories of the hidden heroes of history to life. Go to dorktalesstorytime.com for more details. Today's story was edited and produced for you by Andrew Martin and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, get ad-free episodes and early access when you subscribe to our Wondery Plus Kids feed on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, check out all of our merch available at storiespodcast.com shop, commission a special video on Cameo, follow us on Instagram at storiespodcast, or simply tell your friends about us. We wanted to let all of you know that we've just launched our official YouTube channel at youtube.com slash stories podcast. If you've ever wanted to read along with us, these videos are just for you. They feature the text of the stories nice and big on the screen, 
with each word highlighted as I read it, so you can match up the way it looks with the way it sounds. YouTube also lets you change the play speed, so depending on your level, you can slow down the narration to follow along. They're great for new readers, storybook time, English language learners, and even just for listening. And in the future, we plan on adding more read-alongs, some live storytime readings, Q&As, and more. Check it out at youtube.com slash stories podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Stories Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus Kids in Apple Podcasts. Grown-ups, before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hello! We're so thrilled to share that we've partnered with some incredible brands that we think you're going to love. Parents, if you're looking for items like a helper tower to get your kids more involved in the kitchen or fresh activity books to work on while the family is listening to their favorite podcasts, look no further than the Stories Shop. All you have to do is go to starglowmedia.com stories to check out family-friendly brands curated by the Stories team just for you. That's starglowmedia.com stories.